Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hot Body Dawson. Pa, pa, pa. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Uh, this episode is devoted entirely, well, we say that, entirely to your uh, submissions through the email service, uh, telling us some of your, uh, I think we're looking at local character stories today, aren't we? We may deviate from the subject matter. That's what, sometimes what we do, so apologies if it's not all emails uh, that we read out, but we'll try our very best because we know you've tried really hard to send in your, your favourite stories. Uh, I've got one here, Sam, um, and this is from Ash in Sheffield, and he says, Bonjour, which is a nice way to start an email. I think I like that. Uh, and he says, I grew up coining in the classic seaside town of Scarborough, and this fella is a well-known character, and he's enclosed uh, a YouTube clip of him. Uh, and he's called 1234 Guy. And he says he marches up and down shouting 1234. Um, and what happens is somebody shouts one when they're near him, and then that sets him off. And then he marches up and down shouting 1234. <laughs> And why not? Why not? Um, the, the thing about these local characters is we're all trying to get through life in any way we can. Yeah. Society says they're peculiar, but, you know, we're all, we've all got our peculiar habits and some of us hide them. You know, there's the, weird shit in our heads that's going on constantly, isn't there? The best bit about being a parent of a young kid that I remember is when you get to unleash your inner child when you go to soft play or something like that or playgrounds and you get to revert to that child because you're playing with your kid and you get to go on in the ball pool or on the slides and you have loads of fun and you engage with them on that level and sometimes you see parents who can't do that they've they've lost that joy somehow Mm. and that is a horrible thing to see Stiff and starchy but, parents. But even so, that is something that we only do within that realm of being with our kids and doing play stuff. Whereas you've got your mate, one, two, three, four man here, who's doing stuff that poor of us should do. <laughs> What's yeah, wrong with exactly. walking down the street shouting one, doing? two, three, four? Yeah. Just if you're, if you're 100% of the time trying to be an adult, then, I don't know, life's, life's tough. Do you know what I mean? You might as well yeah. fuck about a bit. Exactly. We should all do it more. It just takes one or two of us to do it more, fucking about in public, and maybe more people would do it. It feels let's, a bit like let's Reg- normalise fucking about. Yeah, it feels a bit like Reggie Perrin. You know, Reggie Perrin would do that sort of thing. He would start walking down the street and sort of lifting his leg up every other step, and just trying to deviate from the mundanity and the yeah. But he was having a breakdown. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but 
yeah, it would have, it, it, you know, there's a lot of things to be learned from Reggie Perrin. And one is, he's like, he had a breakdown because he got to about, I think he was supposed to be basically our age, wasn't he? Maybe a bit older. Yeah, but everybody in the 70s up, looked they? at least 10 years older than yeah, exactly. And And he'd just been too married to this kind of lifestyle, this sort of, you know, mm-hmm. very conventional lifestyle. And he just thought, you know what? This is fucking boring and frustrating. And now I'm like in the second half of my life and I'm just like fucked off with it all. Mm. Like my favourite thing that he does when he starts acting eccentric is he goes to an Italian restaurant on his own at lunchtime (laughs) and he orders a plate of ravioli and he fucking loves it. And when the waiter comes over and goes, do you want anything else? He goes, yeah, I'll have another plate of that. And I think he ends up eating like three plates of it. He has three courses of it, yeah. But the other weird thing about it is he sat at a table with a strange couple who he doesn't know. Because yeah. the the restaurant's so small, he has to be sat... He can't have a table on his own. No. He has to be joined and it's quite unusual and to just, go to a restaurant on your own, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Back Definitely. then, especially. Yeah. I'm I mean, now that. people go... But, like, I think that's superb that he does that. And I, when he did it, even though I was probably fairly young when I saw it, I thought to myself... He's got the right idea. Yeah, he knows. I read Chris Evans's book once, right? He, he's he's written a few books, but I think he wrote two sort of memoirs quite a few right. years ago, like about 12 years ago. And I, I actually really enjoyed them both. I've never been a massive Chris Evans fan on the radio. Don't, don't dislike him, but he's, I've never been like, you know, a regular yeah. listener. But I read these books because I thought he's had a really interesting life and career in, in the British media. You know, he's from mm. a very working class background. And sort of driven just by his own kind of energy. And a bit like what you're talking about, he adds this sort of almost like childlike perspective on the world that lends yeah. everything he does a sort of a, an excitement and, you know, a sort of frivolity and sparkle that people relate to, you know. And um, I just thought, you know, he's, he's got a good rags to riches story. I won- And anyway, it's a really interesting book, I think. But, um, yeah, he he was all for that. He went every day when he was, like, doing Virgin Rips in his 90s pomp. Every day he would go after the radio show to his favourite restaurant in, like, the West End near where the radio station was. And every single day he would have Caesar salad with chicken for a starter. <laughs> and then he would have Caesar salad with chicken for a main. <laughs> Because his attitude was, I fucking loved this. It was really nice. So why why do I why am I expected to if I'm going to eat two separate things, which yeah. isn't normal? You don't do that at home. Have two yeah. separate meals. Why is there a convention that I have to have something different for the second one? I fucking <laughs> love this. It's really nice. I'm going to yeah. have it twice. You cunts. You only do it on Christmas Day at home. Have a starter. Yeah, yeah. It's the only day of the year when you do or, that. Soup or prawn Pro- cocktail. Prawn cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Be more, be more like one, two, three, four, man. Yeah. I mean, I say that. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to walk in the street shouting one, two, three, four, or anything. I sometimes that, talk to people in the street and comment on what they're doing. Oh, um, Matt, I nearly did and this. My kids hate it. My kids absolutely oh, hate fuck. it. Fuck! I nearly did this on Saturday. Just gone. I had to pop into town to get a birthday present for my brother from Hotel Chocolat which is what he requested. Ooh. And as I was walking back to the car, a fella passed me and I, he was an official fella and he had what looked like a baby owl on his hand. He was wearing a high-vis and he had a baby owl on his hand. And 
I walked past and just looked and I thought, why did I not stop and say, hey, mate, can I just ask, what's this all about? Why did I not do that? Yeah. Why did I not have that journalistic, you know, I know. curiosity? Vibe? Curiosity. Well, it's like I've got, I, I, I got a friend and she uh, wanted to make, I think it was when I was at Comedy Central, uh, a girl I know called Lou, she said, I want to make something, uh, a vid- I want to make a series of videos for you. And mm. I said, all right, what's the idea? She went, well, I've noticed some people going around on unicycles in London. Yeah. I think it was maybe at the time, you still see it, but I think at that time it was, it was like a maybe a, a hipster thing, right? Yeah. And she went, I just want to go around with a camera and go up to people on unicycles and just ask them one question. Oi, mate, why the unicycle? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But make a it's, whole fucking series of videos yeah, about it. It's that. It's the whole tell me it thing, isn't it? Yeah. And the thing exactly. is, when someone when someone is doing something unusual, or they've got something unusual, like a baby owl on their hand, generally yeah. you'd find they want to talk about it. They haven't got a problem with talking about it and explaining they, they, what's they, going on. They half want to. Of course they do. That's why yeah. they're doing it. Yeah. Now I don't know what this fella. This fella, I don't know what. It, fuck it, I'm still bothered by it because I didn't know what it was. But mm. and some towns and cities, they've got... Um, I know King's Cross Station's got a hawk that keeps the um, the pigeons yeah. out of the station concourse. Mm. And I don't an agree with that, but in King's Cross. Yeah. You what? You don't agree I with don't, it? I don't believe in people using hawks. You don't, you don't agree with them using them as weapons rather than for pleasure? Yeah, I just don't... I don't think you should enslave hawks, first of all. A natural weapon. And second of all, hawks are actually quite dangerous, so you shouldn't have them. You know, they use them at Wimbledon as well. And Crystal Palace have a fucking eagle that flies about. They do. These things are fucking flying predators. You wouldn't release a fucking lion in a train station, would you? And go, oh, we put this lion there to deal with the mice problem. Yeah, but, but I've only ever been stung by a wasp on two occasions, and one of them was at the Stadium of Light. So why wasn't there something in the stadium of light to stop the wasps getting in? I would have appreciated that. Maybe the that. wasp was employed by the stadium of light to sting certain individuals if they spotted oh, them on, on their CCTV uh, being uh, behaving in a way that they thought was unsuitable. Go, that, that, right, would, that would there's stack a up. Con, there's a con in the fucking opportunity, right? Roll G, seat 43. Dispatch the wasp. That would stack up that I might be picked out as an unsavoury character, but to have a targeted wasp come and try and sting me, that, that doesn't stack up. I'm sorry. There must, no, what I'm calling for is something to keep the wasps out. You can train a hawk. Why can't you train a wasp? Uh, we don't know what's going on, though, do we, behind the scenes? <laughs> I won't put anything us. past them. We don't know what's going on, but I wish I'd asked that fella about the owl. If you're listening and you are that fella or the little owl, or it might have been a little hawk, I'm not sure. It was a little bird of prey. Um, well, I made yeah. a video like this once, and it might still be somewhere on YouTube, because when YouTube first started, I had a like a little handy video camera that I'd bought, right? right? And um, I was in the post office near where I used to live, a place called <laughs> Goldbourne Road in West London, and there's yeah. a geezer, and I think he still hangs around in the Port Bella Road area, old man and he had a, an old cockney gentleman and he mm. he carried a dog like a little spaniel around mm. him but on his shoulder like a parrot yeah and he'd sometimes go and he'd whistle and the dog would sort of like lick him you know when the dog 
you sort of basically French kiss a dog. You see some people doing that. I mean, I doubt you ever do that with Oscar unless it's an what? accident. You know, some people, the, the dog starts licking them and yeah. it gets overexcited and they sort of like open their Just mouth a bit and the tongue Ugh. slips in. That dog's been licking its balls. I know. And probably its anus. What are you I doing? Know. I know. But anyway, well, this anyway, bloke had yeah. a dog on his shoulder, so I, I don't know why, I just went, I was in the queue at the post office and he came in and he was doing little whistling things and the dog was responding. I said, oh, mate, wait there a minute. And he went, what? And then I just, I don't know why I said that. I ran back home, got my camera, came back and said, can I just chat to you for a bit about the dog? Yeah. yeah. And he went, all right. And I filmed yeah. it and it, like this is in like the year 2006 or something. It was a fucking palaver going back, working out how to transfer the video onto my fucking computer. <laughs> it, it took about a fucking day. And then I started a YouTube channel. I can't even remember what it's called. It might be called something like Spam Man. Right. Um, but anyway, I might try and run it and it's just like, yeah, it's just me interviewing an old geezer with a dog on his shoulder about yeah. why he's bowling around with a dog on his shoulder. Yeah, this is another piece of life advice, official life advice from us. Chat to people about what's going on and what they're doing. If you see something peculiar, fucking yeah. get involved. Get, get amongst it. Get to the it. bottom of it. Ask, yeah. You know, give it a bit of tell me it and then tell us it. Yeah. And we'll talk exactly. about it on here on this podcast. Yeah, we need to know more about what's going on. But getting back to Ash's email, the one, two, three, four man, uh, he's, he's given us another example. He says there was also a fella called Gary. Uh, this is Scarborough, I think it was, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, Scarborough. There was also a fellow called Gary. He used to carry a makeup doll's head thing in his bag and call it his girlfriend. Uh, that's a little bit more uh, sinister, I think. Uh, this is a bit of an odd one. When you're pissed up on the bus and a fella pulls a head out of his bag and starts stroking its hair, I think he called her Jenny. Uh, and there's also a cave on the cliffs in Scarborough where the rumour was that a guy called Bob made the cave in order to get his way from his wife. And it's still locally known as Harry Bob's Cave. And he sent us a link to that uh, cave and it says, uh, Harry Bob, um, <clears throat> it's certain there was a family called Bob in Scarborough during this time when the cave was made. It's a man-made cave. One of the family was known as Harry Bob. Local accounts describe him as a dishevelled door-to-door salesman of Yellowstone, sandstone harvested from the Castle Cliffs for the use in the cleaning of doorsteps. Perhaps Harry Bob built the cave as a shelter from the elements during his sandstone gathering shifts, though popular legend has it that he was a henpecked, mild-mannered fellow for who the cave provided a den of solace away from the sharp tongue of his spouse. So uh, there you are. That's old-school local characters. Jalapeño. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. Can I read a story about a bird getting inside a house? Which is a please do, yeah. Yeah, because that's another subject we were interested in. A bird recently, a crow recently got inside my mum's house in the Isle of Wight, causing chaos. Uh, I once had a sparrow, I think, in my old house, Mm. and it was one of the most dramatic incidents in my entire life. Uh, Andrew Gibson got in touch to say, after today's episode, yesterday's hero, blah, 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 birds in houses. A few months back, I was washing the dishes, and out of the window I saw a pigeon getting attacked in the back garden off some sort of hawk. I like his phrase in there. <laughs> Get, getting attacked off some sort of hawk. The oh, poor fucker was eventually taken away to be eaten in peace, I guess. It's only a week later, me and my partner were both in the bedroom and had the back door open for the dog to come and go as she pleases. Good dog husbandry, that. Yeah. We heard a lot of commotion going on with birds going crazy and I joked it sounded like they were inside. Little did I know. There was a fucking huge seagull at the bottom of the stairs. (gasps) That is scary because they are scary cunts, aren't they? Yeah. After being scared of it for a little while, I went down. (laughs) Right, I'm just going to be scared of that for a while. All right, I'm finished now. (laughs) (laughs) I'll gather me thoughts. I'm just going to do a little bit of being scared. Yeah, scared. Not scared, scared anymore scared, now. Scared. Yeah, right, not yeah. scared no more. I'll find out. Right, he, he was scared of it for a little while. I went down to be the big man and shoo the cunt back out. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out that this one had probably been attacked by the same fucking bird as last week as it was bleeding from its wing and there was blood all over the ottoman and walls. Look at the way he not casually the mentions the ottoman. <laughs> As if that's something that we all have. Ah, it's, there's fucking blood on the ottoman. It's bled on the ottoman. Oh, ah, my God. A <laughs> seagull bled on my ottoman. Is it insured for that? Can we return it? We eventually well, got we it are. out the front we door. Have, we have today's episode title, Seagull Blood on the Ottoman. Yeah. Uh, great album title that'd be as well. We eventually got it out Genesis, the front door. And sh- yeah, and shut it before having to take any further responsibility for it. You sent it away to its death, probably. After cleaning up, I'd noticed a single speck of blood in the passage, but have decided to leave it there as a constant reminder of the attack. Attached is a photo of the seagull. Uh, regards, Andy Gibson. Thanks for that, Andy. That's a really interesting bird in house through because it's got Where, a texture to it, that as well. Who's this from? Andrew Gibson? Yeah. So if right, you look I'm it on, look on our that. contact at uh, Top of no Time picture? Machine email. You'll see the picture. picture. And uh, you see, what's really interesting, there's a lot of twists in this story, because if a seagull is in your house, you straight away think, fucking hell, the seagull is the aggressor, the seagull is the baddie, right? In fact, the seagull, from what I can understand, is taking refuge from an attack by a hawk. And this is what I said to you earlier, mate. Hawks are dangerous fucking animals. They're predators. Yeah, but if they're trained... I call them the lions of the sky. That's what I call them. Look at it, the picture. That's abnormal. That's a seagull just standing on the just, fucking doormat yeah. in the it's house. Like, it's a whole different fucking kettle of fish to my sparrow. I mean, I shat it when a, when a sparrow fucking was in there, hell. but a fucking seagull's different gravy. Luckily, it was injured, so it might not have been such a threat, but still. 
Yeah. And I think Seagulls have, have got um Seagulls have got form in terms of being quite cocky. Oh, and I think that so one cocky. is just sat there just going, yeah, I'll just fucking sit here for a bit, have a look around, see what happens. I've yeah. not been indoors very much, ever. It's new. I'll see what it's all about. Might give it a try permanently. Might get myself a, a little house somewhere. You know, rent a flat. Right, nice. A, one a lot bedroom, of seagulls. A bed sit. A lot of seagulls, they love the seagull lifestyle, which is, you know, more sort of free and easy. You, they spend most of the time in the sky. Mm. The sky's effectively your home which is a lot of space, a lot of freedom. And, you know, they'll go to the tourist hotspots, swoop down, nick chips, bits of fish, things out of the bin. And people appreciate that. But me personally, I've been looking recently to settle down in in a human house. And that's why I've been going and having a little look around some of them. And I can see myself, to be honest, I can see myself settling down in a little semi-detached somewhere. I, I see myself as a pioneer. You know, I think that the next evolutionary step for seagulls is living indoors, maybe just in bedsits or house shares with some humans. I don't know. You know, we've become I'm, more I'm and more said. human-like. I mean, you, you've probably seen on YouTube sometimes some of us go into shops. Sometimes those shops, they've got, you know, the automatic doors. We go in, we have a bag, nick a bag of crisps, walk off. Come open out, the bag why not? Of crisps in the road. Why should shops only be for humans? That's a campaign yeah. I'm trying to get started. Shops should be for everyone. We all pay our taxes. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about that. Seagulls pay tax too. Yeah. I'm going to do a crowdfunder. I'm not sure what that is, but I've seen the humans do it. It sounds good. I'll do a crowdfunder yeah. so I can get it more shops. Don't the other thing I always that. say to me seagull pals is, yeah, we've got wings, but it doesn't mean we have to use them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You've got wings, so you can fly, but flying to a large extent is just showing off, right? You don't need to be flying about the whole time. You can yeah. perfectly, you can live in a house, you can walk around it. Sure, you can fly up the stairs rather than walk up them. That would make sense. You, you don't have to be fucking flying constantly. I know that you live close to uh, arguably the world's hardest river, the Thames, but do you get seagulls yeah. round by where you live? Yeah. Well, we also, we do. We get um, parakeets as well. But where oh, I live, yeah. it's, I thought you it's, might, yeah. It's near um, the Wetland Centre, which is one of yeah. the greatest urban wildlife sort of sanctuaries yeah. in um, in in the country. So we get all sorts, but yeah, you get seagulls, you get fucking everything. Because we uh, we went to look at a house recently, and the fella told us that they get parakeets in the neighbourhood during mm. the summer months, and I almost put an offer in there and then. Yeah, I said brilliant. I'll give you the asking price plus ten grand. Parakeets, you say? Yes. Do you have I'm parakeets? Any questions? Yes. Are there any parakeets living lo- operating <laughs> locally? Yes, there are. And so yeah, but you said on the get... phone there was a ghost. Yes, there's a ghost. I'm afraid we can't show you the ghost today because the ghost <laughs> doesn't isn't out all the time. In fact, it's less likely to come out if it knows there's someone asking for it. Yeah, it doesn't hang around much in the summer months. We get the parakeets in the <laughs> summer months, but over the winter, that's when the ghosts come out. They don't ghosts like the often heat. migrate in winds because they prefer because of the gothic vibe of ghosting they prefer dark misty places you'll find them going funnily enough they'll go right over to Australia or somewhere like that in summer <laughs> we need to delve back into that was born book of ghosts that we've got at some yeah. point special ghost episode again uh, what was I going to say yeah but we we have loads of seagulls around here because obviously I'm near the sea and I go mm. down to the beach now and again and the confidence of the seagulls these days 
is incredible. You go near them and they don't fucking fly away or anything. They just stand their ground and just look at you and you're like, yeah, what? Do you think that's to do with Brexit, mate? Like, um, you know, like how Brexit sort of, what do they call it? It made it made a it, certain elements in our society feel emboldened. It, it emboldened racists. Doesn't, are you saying seagulls are but, racists? No, but did it embolden seagulls? I don't know, maybe. But there was that, did you see that footage a few weeks ago of a, a seagull that went into a shop and it nicked a sandwich? Yeah, And there brilliant. was two people nearby. I think they might both have been women, but there was two reactions. One of them stood back and let the seagull come out of the door of the shop when it was coming out with its sandwich. Mm. And then another woman came from nowhere and tried to chase it and chew it and make it drop <laughs> the sandwich. What? And everybody said, that's two sides of the, if you like, the culture war that we're living in at yeah. the minute. You've got one person there who's like, ah, the seagull's got a sandwich. Have well done, good for sandwich. you, mate. Yeah. It's fucking and hungry. Then other, and then the other side, the less palatable person is trying to fucking shoo the seagull and, and get its sandwich back off it. You don't want to give that back into the shop, do you? And say, here, I've got this off the ground, a seagull dropped it. You know, what's the fucking staff going to do? They're going to put it back on I the know. shelf. Exactly. And, you know, they all have insurance for that sort of stuff anyway. It's got beak marks in it. Yeah, they've, they've got they got they get. If you live in an area where seagulls operate, most big shops, you know, fucking Tesco, they're insured up the arse for shit for um, seagull attacks right. and thefts. Yeah. They just put yeah. a claim in that day, and I'll is that a viva? Yeah, I'm calling from Tesco head office. We've had a sandwich. We've had a sandwich nicked. What flavour? I think it was um, <laughs> Wensleydale and grated carrot. Actually, so that's actually in our premium range so we want to put a claim in for that yeah as a seagull we've got video evidence <laughs> yeah so seagulls um they're almost the missing link between humans and animals i think these days they come up on the reels a lot of people think chimps are yeah the, uh, the missing link but i think seagulls have, have put in no. a, good, a good shout recently they i tell you what they're fucking up to something, and all I would say to everyone is keep a close eye on the cunts. Keep them peeled. Um, I've, I've got a sort of local character thing that also okay. links into um, my nickname, uh, one of my numerous nicknames. Fishcake? Yes, correct. Into me? Uh, Fishcake, in this case. Not <laughs> right. boring, not, not, not nifty, boring John or beeping Timmy. In this case, it's Fishcake. Uh, or oh, Ladmate. That was another one, wasn't it? Ladmate, yeah. Gareth Savage has said, All right, both, I'm a Wednesday fan. I've always had a soft spot for West Ham because of the Tevez saga, so I was pleased to hear that Sam has taken the club back to the top flight on FIFA, which I did, but I've moved on from that now. As I was walking home from work the other day, listening to the podcast, I realised it's yet another connection between Sam and the club. One of the better-known Owls fans is a very nice man known as Fishcake. He acquired his name on the way to an away game when someone referred to him as a fruitcake. And he replied, I don't like fruitcake. I like fishcake, though. (laughs) (laughs) He's usually found wandering around the town centre, chatting to anyone who'll listen about how bad Wednesday are at present and wondering loudly whether Moldova's under-12s third team would be a 6-2. In fairness, they probably would. Here's a video of him at the ground being serenaded and doing a bit of a dance. And that's from Gareth, who's put his age in. Gareth, age 28. Um, <laughs> thanks for that, Gareth. Uh, I More actually, that, this bloke clearly is yeah. a legend because 
This is not the first Wednesday fan to have contacted me about fish cake. Oh, right. Okay. I'd love to meet oh. fish cake. Uh, yeah, well, that'll be hopefully good. Hopefully West Ham will play Wednesday in the cup or something sometime soon. Because yeah. that's great go, going up to Hillsborough. Go up there and, um, go and, t- and take I could meet fish cake. Take your 2006 video camera and put it in your YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Spam man meets fish cake. <laughs> oh no now another nickname I've revealed Spam Man do you know that's what I was called at school that was my nickname at primary school because I had such a massive Spam oh really yeah oh man I thought it was just a play on words from Sam well it was again. that too but it was mainly because I had a, a huge fucking Spam head and people yeah. go Spam Man and some, sometimes the rougher boys would slap me on my Spam because oh, Spamming no. was a thing that people did yeah you know? yeah but of course, now you don't have any hair, so it's hard to see where now the spam's spam. forehead ends and where the yeah. hair begins. Or did begin. I've just one giant spam now? Yeah, yeah, that was good. Spam, I like that one. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's another thing. If you want to start putting your ages on when you send emails, in, I'd love that. Yeah, you sign off at the end with your age, and also add halves. And if you like quarters, yeah, I prefer it if you get super specific. Yeah, yeah. Don't put your date of birth in. That's stupid. Um, that's about it from this one. Um, I'm saying that because my laptop's about to fucking die. And my but, headphones um, are, as usual, yeah. Yeah, but we'll be back with another mailbag delve. Get them coming in, please do, because your stories are genuinely, genuinely, generally really good, as long as you keep them fairly brief. Uh, yeah. But you will have more chance of getting read out if you put your age on the bottom. So thanks for listening. Um, bye bye from me, Andy Dawson, forty nine years old. Today, happy birthday, Andy. Love Sam, forty six and three months. One quarter, Sam, not three months. Oh yes. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns